Sean did the Nicki Minaj thing when she was like holding that note. I forgot what yes. song. I forget too. Damn. Damn. Itty. Maybe it's Itty. Don't don't quote me, y'all. Mm. And don't come for me, Barb's, because y'all be crazy. <laughs> I know, y'all be, we do not, we love Nicki Minaj. We, we love, love her Nicki Minaj, so, so much, please. Send a bomb to my apartment. Please. Please. Anyways, Tinseltown Tea. Yes, welcome episode back. 82, yes. Welcome back, episode yes. 82. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, live. We're in charge. Yeah. We're thriving. Yeah. This is our second video again, because we're back to video, as yeah. y'all can see. And we are so excited. We got a good show for y'all. We got an educational show for y'all. That's right. I'm going to give y'all some knowledge or whatever about the inner workings of a writer's room. Yeah. And the different uh, jobs, roles that you can have within a writer's room if you want to do TV writing. And if you want to even be in a writer's room. Exactly. Because, you know. Y'all niggas can be doing shit y'all self, and that's 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 fine with me. But Brilliant. if you are interested in being in writer's room, mm-hmm. this is your episode to learn about yes. um, the different roles within that. Yeah. So that's our main segment, getting that later. Yeah. But starting with our would you rather, as you. That's right. Would you rather be in a hot room with no AC or a cold room with no jacket or Ooh, heat? <laughs> that is hard. So you have to deal with both with no aid to help it. I'm going to go with. A hot room with no AC. Um, right. I, I need if I'm gonna be in a cold room, I'm gonna need something. Facts. I'm gonna need something. Okay. And yeah, I can't. I mean, to be clear, both are very miserable. <laughs> both are hell. They truly okay. on earth. Um, Lucy. but not of the Lord. But <laughs> I would rather because I, I think with at least. I could find a way to cool myself down if they see. Mm-hmm. So I'd find another way. Might be easier, but to eat myself back up, I'd be doing jumping jack, all that stuff in that cold yeah, ass room. Be like, nope. No, ma'am. I'm going to need a cover up. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that run cold. So I know, mm. I'm sure, you know. So you can be even colder in that bitch. Ooh, Lord. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> but what about you? Same girl. I'm mm-hmm. from Florida and I'm used to just hot. I'm used to living yeah. in Hades, so <laughs> I am fine, yeah. okay, with the hot room. Mm-hmm. You just strip down to your drawers, come on, and you just sit there. Cold, Mm-mm. I can't do that. Mm-mm. I will literally, I'd freeze to death in 30 degree weather, yeah. like, Mm-mm. not even 30, I'd probably freeze to death in 56 degree weather, that's yes. probably like yeah. where I will go into shock, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. can't do that. Absolutely Mm-mm. not, that's Mm-mm. not Mm-mm. for us. That's, yeah. That is not of the Lord, like you said, and mm-hmm. that is not of us. That's right. Ooh, Lord Jesus. Mm-mm. But a little plug before we move to our next segment. Yes. As you can see, we have the merch here. As usual, we have the cute little eco tote bag. That's right. So y'all make sure y'all check that out on testantee.com. Yes. Support. And then y'all know I got to tell y'all to subscribe, like, rate, review. All of that. What else can you do? Uh, You can follow, like, mm-hmm. comment, whatever. Okay. Do it all, okay? And do it right now. Okay, you got 20 seconds. Do it. All right. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And oh, following that plug, if it's your first time joining us, first of all, welcome. We love um, to explore black and brown um, creatives in the industry. Mm-hmm. We talk about script writing. We make sure that we encourage one another, but also 
all of us in the writing community to get to that next level. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go into our next segment, which is no better, do better. Mm -hmm. And of course, in the segment, this is where we share some of the things that we've learned. This is the encouraging part to lift us up because even though writing is a wonderful craft, it can be sad and lonely and hard. It can be hard, but we're here to lift each other up and encourage each other so that we can stay on track and get our shit made. Okay. Thanks. So the no better, do better, um, rework what you already have. So, you know, a lot of us, especially if we're like suffering from writer's block, which is really, you know, really fear in our minds. A lot of Mm -hmm. time we'll speak that, um, and we rebuke that fear and we're going to get writing, but, um, rework what you already have. So I was reading an article, it's on screencraft.org, check it out. And it's all about, and I'll make sure the link is in the description so you guys can just get to it. But basically it's all about how right now, since we're coming off the pandemic, it's a perfect time to rework your feature into a TV pilot. Mm. Um, particularly with the backlog, you know, everybody had all these big movies that were supposed to come out mm-hmm. and then the, you know, everything had to shut down cause of COVID. You know who was making stuff? TV. We all was at home watching, like, eyeballs glued to the screen. Like, okay, Netflix, give me more. Hulu, give me more. So it's a perfect opportunity if you already have those ideas. And honestly, you know, this can work with any sort of IP. We always talk about this. Owning, not only owning your IP, but having IP. So let's Mm -hmm. say like us, we have a podcast, right? Or if you have a book, if you have any other sort of writing thing that you want to rework to a TV pilot, it's absolutely doable. It's really all about making sure that you change the structure, maybe keeping your main character as the main conflict, Mm. but making sure you understand the structure. So one of the things that this article really uh, stresses is one, read pilots. So whatever you're trying to change into something, understand the structure of what you're trying to change it into because it's just a different uh, narrative. Also, uh, one thing that off my top of the head and also inspired by this article is that understand how you can make a story continuing, right? So a lot of movies is the beginning, middle, and end. You have the Mm -hmm. climax and all of that. With TV, you have to make sure you can generate episodes. You know, they want to know that this has length and longevity. So uh, make sure you understand structure and make sure that you can make your story into something long form that can go for a long time, that people can, when you do have your writer's room speaking into existence, that people can pitch ideas that will help your character move forward, grow Mm -hmm. into the whole uh, universe of wherever you're at. So that's one thing. And then also making sure that you just really sit with your characters and make sure that they're developed so that they are strong enough to carry a long form uh, length. So those are just a few things. They have way more steps in there that to help you and um, really navigate it down. Um, again, work with what you have. A lot of us have written web series. A lot of us have written maybe sketches. Some of us have written all sorts of things and we can really use what we have and the ideas that we have mm-hmm. and really form it into a TV pilot. You can also do the reverse, right? You can take, if you have a TV pilot, if you want to do it into a, a feature film, Don't just hate. make sure you read those, those structure and make sure you you work your uh, antagonists and your characters and all that stuff. So a lot of times it's not about reinventing the wheel. It's just looking at what you already have and putting it in a different structure. So yeah, rework what you already have. Sometimes we already have gems. It's just about putting it in the structure um, that we want. And in this case, this article uh, gives you um, basically tips on how to turn a feature into a TV pilot. But it works across the board. So yeah, that's my no better, do better. 
All right, yes. yes. Go ahead, educate the people, girl. <laughs> girl, we need it. Yes. yes. So, so it, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, add no, to I'm it. Saying that, was, that, that was great. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people have stuff in their wheelhouse that they worked on or if you didn't work during the pandemic that's right. fine like right. you know right niggas needed a break i need okay a break. <laughs> so if you did though and you were churning out scripts that's that's yeah that's yeah. good advice to just figure out how you can pivot to you know the way that the industry is now mm-hmm. post not post pandemic but post lockdown yeah yeah the pandemic's still going it, I this guess. is true fucking but delta variant post- <laughs> damn Post lockdown ish. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that makes more more sense. So next, we're gonna go into our news segment, and um, if you don't know, we pretty much go over the top news in black and brown creatives. We go to Shadow and Act, which is Mm -hmm. a a trade uh, publication that focuses on the entertainment industry with the lens on the black community. Now, um, read your deadlines, read your varieties, read your Hollywood reporter. Make sure you stay on top of things. This is where we like to get our news because we we like and love that focus. So, um, in the news, I don't know if you guys were able to see over the weekend, the 4th of July weekend, uh, the tomorrow war, um, which came out on Amazon logged, um, really, really, really high numbers for Amazon. In fact, Hmm. they're calling it their summer blockbuster hit, a mega hit for that. Um, so according to, uh, this article written by Trey, uh, Mangum, um, Per Screen Engine's post VOD audience survey, the film came out in a uh, came at, came in at number one for both the regular three day weekend and the four day holiday weekend. It ranks hmm. as the biggest live action streaming movie for the summer, starting with the summer reporting in May. So this is actually coming off of. There's a lot of other movies that will be coming out hmm. um, since we've like you said, post lockdown. Um, one of them that we're everyone I think is 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 going to be anticipating is the Black Widow release, which is coming out of mm. Marvel. <laughs> so um while it may not be some people's cup of tea, and I understand it. Honestly, I'm here for Black Panther and that's it. But I am <laughs> I am getting into a lot of the uh Disney Plus sort of um TV shows that they have, whether it's Loki or even um I didn't like the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I did like the um Wanda WandaVision. There we go. So yeah, so um so the Tomorrow War um came in really big. Um for Prime Video, the film had a large audience across the globe, right? So that's the one thing um that the global reach in terms of streaming. Um, aside from the number one ranking in the U.S., there was a record record setting. Excuse me, uh, viewership in Brazil, India, France, Italy, Spain, Germany, Australia, Mexico, Argentina, and Japan. And so hmm. all of those people watching resulted in such high numbers. Um, so that's a big motherfucking deal. Um, this the film uh, was a huge ensemble. It was led by Chris Pratt. It also stars uh, Naomi uh, Stra- Strovisk, forgive me, Naomi, uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, Betty uh, Gilpin, Sam Richardson, Edwin Hodge, Jasmine Matthews, Ryan Kieran Str- Armstrong, and Keith Powers. So 
Um, if you don't know the official description in the Tomorrow War, the world is stunned when a group of time travelers arrive from the year 2051 to deliver an urgent message. 30 years in the future, mankind is losing the global war against deadly alien species. The only hope mm. for survival is for soldiers and civilians from the present to be transported to the future and join the fight. Super intense. Um, it was directed by Chris McKay <laughs> and written by uh, Zach Dean. Um, so yeah, though that's kind of um, the news. I think that's it, it's pretty um, interesting. I think all this kind of shows that people want to watch movies more. Um, there still is an audience that is still watching from home, a large global audience. Mm -hmm. And so we'll see how um, everything pans out with the numbers, particularly as we're still dealing with the pandemic, particularly as we're still dealing yep. with, you know, some areas, not only in the country, but around the world, different variants are taking hold. Hopefully they will not be as impactful as we already had suffered through, but we never know. Okay. So next, um, Lovecraft country star, Wumi mm -hmm. Musaku mm -hmm. to return mm -hmm. to HBO for we own this city from the wire team. So we love Wumi. She's amazing. Um, if you don't know her, she was in Lovecraft Country. I mean, she's been working. The, yeah, the list is long. What? Um, everything. Like, yeah. I've seen her in Loki, which she does an amazing job in. In his house. Oh, my Lord. Yes. Very scary. Very beautifully written. Yes. That's on film. Netflix, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. Beautifully. One yeah. of the most beautifully written horror films. Go off. It's very... Uh, wow. It was a masterpiece, let oh, me tell you. Because it wasn't like... It was horror, obviously, but it was more dramatic. Okay. Than dramatic, thing. maybe it suspenseful. Just, yeah, it was like a, it was a mix of all the things, but it was very okay. moving. Ooh. And do horror movies ever move you? No, but it did. No. Yeah. So y'all got to watch that and support her if y'all haven't seen that. Yeah. His house on Netflix, guys. Please mm. do that. Mm -hmm. She's. I would watch it, but I'm very scared. I just. I can't. <laughs> it was. It, it, yeah. It, it a little scary now. Scare my ass. So. A, Get all the checks with me. But um, yeah, basically she's coming back. Um, not on Lovecraft Country, but it's not getting a second season. <sighs> boo. But um, she'll be coming back on another limited series. It's a new limited series called We Own This City. And um, it comes from the team that brought us The Wire, executive producer David Simon and producer George uh, Pelicanos. Okay. So um, it's based off, again, IP, guys. Um, this is a book. Um Based on a Baltimore Sun reporter, uh, Justin Benton's book, We Own the City, A True Story of Crime, Cops, and Corruption. And, you know, this team love, I mean, The Wire was they love Baltimore, all of that <laughs> and love Baltimore. Okay. So it's a six-hour limited series, and it will chronicle the rise and the fall of the Baltimore Department's Gun Trace Task Force. It'll also highlight the corruption and moral collapse in the city, which involved the policies of drug prohibition and mass arrests. <laughs> Yeah, uh, shocking. Um, Mosaku will play an attorney assigned to the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice. The division was formed to investigate policing practices in Baltimore prior to the Gun Trace Task Force criminal investigation. Investigation, excuse me. So the production of the miniseries is set to begin this month. So congrats to them. And um, if you don't, again, she's Mosaku's earned critical acclaim for a role in Lovecraft Country. That shit, that shit scared me, but I still powered through it. <laughs> it was still a very good, it was, like, yeah. watch it. It's like, 
I think it's something that should definitely be studied if, mm-hmm. if, if any academics are out there. Um, and yeah, like I said before, she's also in low key, but yeah, um, check that out. This article was written by Brenda Alexander. Thank you so much uh, for your work, sis. But yeah, we, I will forever stand for Wumi. Like she's amazing. She's yeah. beautiful. She's talented. Like point blank period. Like she's give her all bitch. the checks. Period. What we're trying to say. Period. <laughs> okay. We love you so much. Come on the show. Now, <laughs> Um, so I think recently there was this news that, uh, Megan McCain, who is that part. Yeah. She <laughs> was, uh, one of the hosts of the view yeah. and she announced that she's leaving. So everybody Thank was the like, Lord. Ah, Ooh, blessings do come in all flavors bye. and sizes. But there's been a hullabaloo or at least some rumor saying that maybe Tamar should replace her now. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how that goes. I mean, according to this, you know, article, of course, black Twitter and quite frankly, black America was like, get your ass off. Bye, girl. Goodbye <laughs> and good riddance. Okay. Um, Ew. <laughs> goodbye. Um, but she said the reason why she's leaving the show, and this is Megan McCain, was just that she wants to be more uh, basically closer to her family and just focus on raising her new baby liberty so i was like okay sure she named a bit liberty jesus lord help us yep the baby named liberty but you know (laughs) (laughs) that is exactly what um yeah but um oh man (laughs) yeah so i mean upon the exit as you know like tamar exited from the real and i believe um Wait, let me make sure I'm saying this right. But I believe they asked her for asked her if she would want to be a part of it, and she was like, "Yeah, I'd be down for it." The so you asked her? Oh no, no, no. Excuse me. The uh, I guess one of the reporters asked her, like, "Would you be oh, down to do this?" Okay. Yeah, got yeah. it, got it. Yeah. So okay, I'm here for it. Um, me too. And oh, it was in a tweet. So let me get this right. Tamar says the view uh, may be an option. Tweeting Tamar on the view with uh, eyeball emojis. See, that's all you need nowadays. One emoji and a half a sentence and mm-hmm. we got we got an article. So yeah, I mean, reactions are mixed. I mean, I, I don't mind it. I don't know if she would be, well, just the way they structure the view, they always have to have a conservative viewpoint so that would be missing from from the view i think if tamar came on but i mean they can also you know rejigger some things or whatever um i i would be i would be interested to see her personality and whoopi's personality oh baby um yeah i don't know (laughs) i mean maybe they're friends you know auntie whoopi though because auntie whoopi's legend out here in these streets now she is but i mean i think if any if she's opinionated tamar is very opinionated and she would make Mm -hmm. sure her opinion came across i know she would clearly so i think that's interesting hopefully hey i love to see black women win so yeah give her the check let her go to the view like why not you know she's entertaining and she's fun to watch so that's like Max no printer i would watch it. it yeah i would I've watch never it. watched the view before but i might do this for her <laughs> you know i only started watching the view during the pandemic and like mm. i would clearly work from home but still have it on in the background okay um, so it was good like daytime talk um and i could see why it's been on for a while so yeah it's yeah it's for been on for a minute time. yeah for a long time so we'll see um and i can handle her though yeah Man, I can handle her. Yeah. I felt it felt like the read was the real, excuse me, not the read, even though we love the read. Shout out to them. Um, but it felt like the real was a better fit in terms of yeah, like in the terms different of personalities. Her personality. yeah. yeah. But again, 
that's all right. That's uh, long lost, and she's moved on. And yeah, good luck. Give her her own talk show. How about that? Honestly, yeah, she would she be can fun. Hold down her own, Truly, she can hold down her own talk show. Truly, I think. Yeah, that would that would be fun. Yeah, I think it'd be super. Fun. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should do it. Tamar, yeah, make them give you a talk show, girl. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. Moving on with the next uh news. Um, Dwayne, Dwayne, right? Lord help Dwayne me. Dwayne Martin, yes. Ooh, help me. <laughs> Help me. Dwayne Martin signs with Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk Productions to produce scripted and unscripted content. So congrats to him. Apparently, he's a longtime friend of the Smith family, and the actor is teaming up um, with a with a new production deal. So according to Deadline, um, Martin's famous for the roles um, in the Smith-produced television sitcom All of Us. And he has signed an overall deal, again, with the Red Table Talk Productions for scripted and unscripted. So there are two projects that they're already working on or under agreement for, let me be correct, um, something called The Free Agent and Deal Detective. So The Free Agent, um, which is would be a scripted series, okay. is based off of his life as a 20, 25 years as a sports agent. So it will follow an on-the-rise agent who starred excuse me, who started his own company at a young age, who yeah. later represents five Hall of Fame athletes in different sports. So, um, good for him. I didn't money. go off. <laughs> okay. All right. That's what you're lots, telling me. Lots of money. Um, not all the Hall of Fames. Like, I feel like there's right. separate Hall of Fame for each sport. I'm like, oh, dang. Man, hit all the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's like, you want <laughs> hockey? I got you. <laughs> you want basketball? Football? I got you. I got you. <laughs> you want American football? I got, got you. you. Don't forget badminton. I got the number one. I was like, God damn. Okay. Water polo, nigga. We in got there. You. <laughs> like, damn. You represent everybody. Um, and then a reality series that they're working on called Deal Detective, where Martin, um, as uh where they we follow Martin as he leads a group of professional bargain hunters. The show will educate viewers on how to find deals while saving money to support their families in difficult financial times. So okay. um okay. that sounds cute. Yeah, that's I feel like warning. it does. I feel like that's a HGTV pickup or something like mm -hmm. that. Um so here's what he said about the overall deal. He said, um, and this is an official statement. Jada is the, excuse me, Jada is the brilliant creator and architect of the Red Table universe and not universe. Wow. Okay. Universe. And I'm thrilled we are working together. <laughs> as we go, for, I want to be a part of that universe because they be having great conversations. Um, as we go. <laughs> forward with sharing part of my story jada has the unique perspective of having seen the journey unfold i can't think of a better partner so i'm excited to see what they make um i like red table talk yeah um i would I love do. i mean okay if we really having a, a red table talk universe let's have different tables honey like, right i have a blue one blue black green yellow yeah come on <laughs> like we're gonna do it not let's... yellow 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 <laughs> Yellow table top. Purple. Okay. That's when the royals come in. They want to talk about something. Okay. So, yeah. I would love we that. We can host the blue one. Oh. That's one of our little colors. We yes. Hey. Come on. Y'all need a blue table talk. Come on. We're yeah. available. All about that entertainment. We could do that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, happy for him. And a lot of people know that he was um longtime husband of uh, Tisha Campbell Martin. But, unfortunately, they recently uh, split up. So, they're going through mm -hmm. that. But... 
um, I'm congratulations to Dwayne for um, doing this deal. And I look forward to these two uh, projects. They sound really cool and great. And this article was from Brenda Alexander. So thank you again. All right. So we're going on to our last um, article. So since we know that Lovecraft Country um, will not be coming back. Um, I know. But. Uh, Misha Green shares ideas that were planned for season two. So despite high ratings and, you know, a groundswell of pretty much universal acclaim, although it did not win a lot of awards, which I believe. This is weird. It got nominated for stuff. Super weird. I was like, mm, okay. It was literally one of the best shows of 2020. So Truly. Like. How the fuck that Truly. Works. Her and Jordan Peele, like, put their foot all up in that. Like, it was. They did amazing work with that IP. But anyway, um, you know, HBO announced last Friday that it made the decision not to order a second season mm. of uh, Lovecraft Country. Um, this raised, of course, many eyebrows and questions like, what? <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> but anyway, um, in Green's own words and... Um, so in a Twitter post, Green showcased a map of the sovereign states of America. So in Green's own words, season two of Lovecraft Country begins in a new world. And the new world is a country that sits where the United States used to sit. As depicted in the map, the sovereign okay. states of America is divided into four different geological zones. The new Negro Republic the Jefferson Commonwealth, the white lands and the tribal nations of the West. Well, I know where I'll be sitting. Right? New, I'm Come with on. the new Negroes. Okay. okay. New Negroes for new Negro Republic. Y'all should see this. Uh, we're going to share again. We got this all on shadow and act, but if you follow Misha Green on Twitter, you can see the map. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Actually. Have. We, that would have been dope. All the blacks pretty much have the South, which makes <laughs> Like, oh, I'm which good makes with that. complete sense. Yeah, take me back, child. Truly, Have, give me some cornbread. Let's I'll be fine. Go, okay. Um, so yeah, so this is what the new, the kind of the world structure would be coming back mm. on season two if there was a season two. They are so lame for that. I would have been so stoked to see that come to True. fruition. What a concept! Truly, That's and so she, lame. I think she explained some of the territories, but like the White Lands is a territory that is completely overrun by zombies. Most of them <laughs> of the slower variation. I was not expecting that. Um. So I was like, ooh, okay. Where's the White Lands at? The White Lands is like, it goes from the top of Texas um, into the Midwest and then oh, all the way it. out. So it's like, goes out like, like to the right, if you will, or from the, like the East on down. It's really, it's, super super interesting um i would have been all up in it god damn Damn, i would have damn they brought in zombies i'm like god damn which makes sense if you watch the show um love a good zombies because there were monsters and everything in that show but yeah so check it out if you want to you know see what misha was thinking about the second season yeah i mean i I guess it's really not coming out because she went ahead and released it so there's no hope for I know. I'm wondering if they bring, well, if they don't bring it back on HBO, like if there's another network that would take it. But But I don't know how that works. She's already released the ideas. Yeah, that's true. Man, fuck that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. That's so lame. That's something when I heard that it was on Friday, that was something (sighs) I never expected to freaking hear. Yeah. It was a hit. A smash 
hit, okay? It was. And to be clear, um, in the tweet, Misha says, a taste of season two Bible. Wish we could have brought you hashtag Lovecraft country uh, supremacy. Thank you to everyone who watched and engaged. So that's really cool. And she shared that um, in her um, the um, Bible. So yeah, for those of you who are unfamiliar, the Bible is what pretty much is the um, blueprint to what the whole show will will be, the feel, understanding, mm-hmm. and like overview of that season. So yes. that's why like she had this image in there. So yeah, check it out if you get the chance. And yeah, I would have loved that. But you know what? It was a great series. If you haven't mm-hmm. checked it out, or if you have. Go and rewatch it. Get find somebody else's HBO account, child. Yeah. Get in there, or if you have one, go ahead and rewatch it. And yeah, big ups to that whole whole like production is so dope. Yeah, everybody on there deserves all the coins, and all the checks, and all the jobs. Period. You know what? When one door closes, another one shall open. Right. All of them mm. is getting checks. I don't care from the kids on, yeah. like all yeah. the actors. Like I know they circulating on so many projects. Mm-hmm. I mean, phenomenal. Like yeah. phenomenal. So yeah, I'm not worried about any of them, but just kind of like what the fuck? Yeah. That uh, they decided to make that decision. It's weird. Kinda stupid to me, but hey. They don't pay me the big bucks. Truly. From the networks. That's true, but That's they, yeah. they wheeled out. Mm-hmm. They Speaking will. that. <laughs> I won't do dumb shit like that. That's Okay. Sure. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Use your pain. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that is our nudes. New, nude. Ah, ooh. News segment. <laughs> you know what? That's for the OnlyFans. Calm down. Y'all got to pay extra for that. Period. Okay. You'll get that for free. <laughs> Please. But yeah, we'll be right back with the main segment. And yeah, we're going to teach y'all a little something. A little fun. All right, y'all. So we are hey. back, still black, in case you were wondering. Clearly. <laughs> um, yeah, so main mm-hmm. segment, we're going to be doing a little bit of educational things for mm-hmm. y'all, teaching y'all about the different roles within the writer's room if right. you choose to be in a writer's room because yep. you know you could be making your own shit and if you are i fucks with you yep but if you want to be in the writer's room which means that you are working on a show that is on a network um mm-hmm. or like for a studio or something mm-hmm. then these are the different roles that you can have right. so we're going to get into that and then later on we'll talk about different tips and tricks for getting those entry-level jobs in the writer's room for those right. who are out completely out of you know that whole space and don't know how to get in so. yeah but i mean there's so many different ways these are just some ways to get in we'll yeah get into that all right so i will be reading first from two different books that helped me when i first started teaching myself screenwriting mm-hmm. the first book is right to tv yes. out of your head and onto the screen by miss monty cook yes great book so much information mm. in here just to give y'all a little blurb because this book is actually dope as fuck nice so this is the second edition um because obviously as you know the industry changes she has to keep updating yep. the editions because things change so this is the second edition that came out in 2019 okay so fairly recent, fairly recent. Yeah, yeah yeah fairly recent um, but yeah, in the book, she kind of gives you uh, all the information. Plus, she mm-hmm. has different quotes from different people in the industry. Nice. Jam-packed in there as well. So she talks about kind of an overview of the TV industry, how Hollywood works. She talks about spec scripts, how to write them, mm-hmm. gives you all the tea on them. Nice. Um, she talks about how to get your scripts read. So mm-hmm. pitching, 
um, invitations to pitch um, and just all of that stuff. Then she kind of talks about situational comedies, sitcoms, Ooh. sitcom structure, outlining a sitcom story that you want to write. So sitcom episode, mm-hmm. scripting your sitcom, formatting, all of that stuff. Other types of TV comedy like sketch writing, yeah. writing animation, writing for late night stand up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Then she talks about drama. So plot driven dramas, character driven dramas, nice. formatting for your drama. She talks about creating your own original uh, series, um, talking about how to write a pilot. Um, finding original premises, selling original ideas. She even talks about made-for-TV movies. Let's go. Let's go. She has a whole chapter on made-for-TV movies. She talks about characters. Um, She talks about tapping into the tween market. Come on. Okay, because we don't be thinking about the different markets. (laughs) Listen, CW got all them Mm -hmm. shows. They got all them shows. They tapped in for show, for show. Mm -hmm. She talks about dialogue, rewriting, uh, pitching, pitching ideas for existing series and TV movies, pitching your own pilot, writing web series, writing for reality TV. She Mm. talks about agents, managers, entertainment attorneys. She talks about the WGA, which is Writers Guild of America, writing teams, how to get work as a TV writer, Mm -hmm. which we should probably do an episode on that. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be great. Um, Talks about like getting an interview to get into the writer's room. Yep. What to do after you got a job in the Mm -hmm. writer's room. She talks about networking and then other things that you can do to succeed. So. All of that is in this one book. And she is a vet in the industry. And she has a bunch of quotes from other vets in the industry. Nice. In these little, like, boxes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I have learned a wealth of knowledge um, just from this one book. Awesome. And this is only one book that I'm going to be reading from. I might order that. Ooh, uh, yeah, no, I'm telling you, definitely. Yeah. I'm telling you when I've learned so much stuff that I wouldn't have known because mm-hmm. I'm not coming from the industry. Right. So sh- this is, like, all the industry, you know, tea, mm-hmm. yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. And then um, even teaching you like about screenwriting as well. So right. she's giving you the whole. Town the, I know that's right. Mm. And then the other book <laughs> that I'm reading from is Writing the TV Drama Series, How to Succeed as a Professional Writer on TV by Pamela Douglas, her fourth edition, All which right. um, came out pretty recently as well, 2018. Okay. So um, it has, I think she updated it talking about streaming and then the international market, which is huge. Yeah. So this book is also breaks down everything that you would need to know. um, Talking about episodic TV, Mm -hmm. myths about uh, television, the rules of series TV. She talks about how to get shows on TV and Mm -hmm. she breaks down like the TV season, which I did not know. She breaks that thing down. When I tell you, I said, oh my God. So she breaks down, um, so kind of a chart about the traditional two-year development and production schedule for shows Ooh, and new pilots. That's that, dope. That knowledge, about to get that y'all too. need. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling y'all, that was so. No, that's a, that's really helpful. It is super helpful because it's help you be strategic. Yes. So she talks about that too, about how to be strategic with, mm-hmm. with your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks about how to classic script is scrap. Script is scrapped. <laughs> script is crafted. So since this is about drama series, she's talking right. about drama series, Perfect. writing your own episodes, outlining. Mm-hmm. She talks about staff too, which is why I'm using her book as well because nice. she has good tidbits about different staffs, how to break in. Mm-hmm. She has different profiles about other um, writers who nice. broke into the industry. Nice. And she has a full chapter on international television. Which nice. Guys, don't count that out either. No. I mean, the shmoney is the shmoney. Okay. Facts. And a lot of like we just had in the news segment a lot of the streaming is 
play playing to an international audience. Mm -hmm. So it's good to be understanding with that. If you're selling something to Netflix, if you're selling something to Amazon, if you're yep. selling something to who like we're we're now because of streaming, we're on a global platform. So yes. it's easier to make something for that. But yeah, that's a great point. Exactly. So yeah, she has a full when I'm telling you a full chapter broken up by the different countries, child. Oh, what? Well, okay. In about 20 different countries she's talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then uh, talks about, you know, the future of TV, mm-hmm. interactive TV, transmedia, mm-hmm. and the like. Nice. So those are the two books that I'm reading from. These books definitely helped me out, mm-hmm. you know, when I was learning and gave me the insider stuff that I didn't know about the industry and the right. business of it coming from an outsider. It's right. easy to learn. Not easy, but it's easy to find information about how to screenwrite, right? Right. But- all the other stuff that you wouldn't know if you don't know people in the industry or if you're trying to break in right. these books, get these books um, from, from some vets. So awesome. All right, let's get into the main segment. Yes. We're going to be reading. This part is going to be reading from the Marty cookbook, right to TV, the Marty cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Marty cook, but it sounded like a cookbook. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, Starting in the Right to TV book. So she says, you know, all sitcoms. So she's talking about sitcoms in this, but this can pertain to drama uh, staffs as well. Got because you. when I was reading in both books, they pretty much matched up. Okay. So this can pertain to um, both series. And it may not, whatever writing room you end up in may not have all of these people, but right. this is like the basic foundational structure of the different roles within writer's room. Right. So, um, yeah, so writers that are on writing staffs are under contract by a studio and or production company to write and rewrite the show each week. Mm-hmm. Uh, staff writers have agents who have negotiated a deal on their behalf, mm. meaning they have a detailed written contract that includes a salary, office space, benefits, and whatever other perks an agent can negotiate. Yeah. Good agents will also negotiate a certain number of scripts for the writer to have. This is important as each script that a writer receives a written by credit on means that the writer is given extra pay. And mm. this obviously can add up to the coins. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so just getting into the different roles and I'm starting from the bottom. Okay. The mm-hmm. trenches up mm-hmm. until the big dog, which is the showrunner slash executive producer. Mm-hmm. You can start as a writer's uh, PA mm-hmm. and then you can be a writer's assistant, mm-hmm. which are two different things. Yeah. And then you become a writer, a staff writer or a baby writer, mm-hmm. pretty much the same thing. So yeah. you're that what they would call that the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. in the writer's room because they don't even count writer's PAs and writer's assistants, but I'm going to count them here because they matter. Yes. They um, are people too. Yeah, guys. they are. My God. But they call the the staff writers and the baby writers the the entry level. But yeah. entry levels to me are the writer's PA and the writer's assistant. Right. So it's writer's PA, writer's assistant, staff or baby writer, story editor, executive story editor, co-producer, producer, supervising producer, co-executive producer, and then the big dog, the head honcho, the bitch running the show, the showrunner mm-hmm. slash executive producer. That's right. So if you ever want to be a showrunner, that is the ladder that you're going to have to climb up to. Yeah. To get to that space. Can't tell you how long it takes because it's different for everybody. That is true. I can't. There, There is no one yeah. size fits all um, in yeah. getting to that. But um, it's not going to take overnight. Nah. I know that's for sure. You're going to have to put in some years. Okay. Work. And some credits. To get up to that showrunner, executive producer, because mm-hmm. they're not going to let you run a show. You don't know what the fuck you're doing, bitch. I mean, it's just so, facts. No matter how talented you think you are, there's always a lot more to learn. Yep. So you got to you got to do the stuff that you don't want to do mm-hmm. at first. Um. So yeah, and then most 
not all, most though, not all executive producers are writers. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. They they were once baby writers, uh, story editors, all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I guess they will hire showrunners who haven't gotten a lot of writing credits. Right. But that's because they maybe know somebody. Because y'all yeah. know nepotism is real. It is very or real. Or they just have a reputation for knowing how to run shit. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. But most of showrunners or executive producers have been writers. Yep. Or they also help write as well. Yep, yep. On the thing. So on the thing. <laughs> on the show. <laughs> So on a typical writing staff, some of the positions are filled by single writers, some by writing teams, Mm -hmm. and the number of staff writers and the positions is determined by the show's budget and the writer-producer's previous experience. Yeah. So in addition to these creative positions, there's also line producer and associate producer, which we won't be talking about those. Mm -hmm. These producers are not part of the writing staff. They just take care of the more technical side, handling the day-to-day budget, making sure sets are built, hiring caterers, and overseeing post-production. Yeah, which is still very important. But like Corey said, we're going to focus on the the writing staff. We're going to focus on the writers. But yeah, those people, I'm sure they get this money too, child. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm scared of them. Mm-hmm. So moving over to Pamela Douglas's writing the TV drama series mm-hmm. book, mm-hmm. where she breaks down uh, the different roles within um, the room. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, I can start with Writer's PA because it's not in either of these books because it's so kind of <laughs> low that they didn't even put it in here. That's but rude. they work, I know, <laughs> but they work mostly outside the writer's room. Mm-hmm. They take lunch orders. They keep the rooms tidy. They stock the kitchens. Um, and then they fill in for the writer's assistant when the writer's assistants are out. Mm-hmm. They might be able to give, you know, some story development and mm-hmm. might be able to help with that. But most of the time, no. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, the writer's assistant is the one that gets to help with that because they are actually in the room. So now yeah. getting into writer's assistant. Long ago, writers got a good foot on the bottom rung by pitching and winning an assignment to write one episode as a freelancer. Mm-hmm. So there's another thing called a freelance writer where they'll bring on an outside writer to come write an episode. But most shows don't use outside freelance writers anymore. And the few audition scripts are given to the writer's assistants as rewards for their hard and underpaid. Come put on. that in there. Come <laughs> on. As long as they know. Mm-hmm. But a few smaller shows still hire freelancers. And for context, here's how that would work. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in being a freelancer, freelancer, a freelancer. <laughs> so they're responsible only for writing a script and they're not on the staff. Like I said, mm-hmm. you won't participate in any story meetings or screenings or have any office at the show, or you won't share in any inner workings of the series. You might not even meet the staff child. Except for the producer who hires you and whoever uh, supervises your episode. But you do have an opportunity to demonstrate your skill and talent um, if you receive that sole screen credit. And you can leave the staff to, and it can lead to a staff writing offer on the series or open up doors later on Mm -hmm. down the road. So that's what a freelancer does. But like she was saying, most shows don't use those anymore Mm -hmm. because they give. they try to give those opportunities to the writer's assistant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So today, the most likely start for people is a writer's assistant after the writer's PA. Um, so mm-hmm. she was saying that most writer's assistants have MFAs mm-hmm. in screenwriting. Mm-hmm. And they may have won some awards mm-hmm. um, to compete for this job, though it doesn't involve any writing yet. Mm-hmm. Not all sample scripts are used to qualify the beginners who have the best potential to be promoted to the staff later. So if you intern at a show while you're still in school, um, that can lead to you being hired as a writer's assistant. But if you can't intern, you're out of school, which, yeah. you know, a lot of people are. Yeah. Um, 
just knowing someone at the show helps or being recommended by a person mm-hmm. or program that the boss respects. Yeah, networking. Yes. Very important. So that's reaching out to another way to do that. Well, we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about, you know, how to get into those those spaces. Right. But, um, yeah, like I said, it's back to who you know. Mm-hmm. If you did not get the chance to intern in school. Right. Um. Yeah, so it's like this position is like a hospital residency after med school for a new doctor. <laughs> nice. In addition to helping the flow of script revisions and anything else that enables the staff, a writer's assistant may be invited to observe the work of the writer's room. Mm. And that's the first step to being ready to write for the show. If an episode assignment opens up, it's usually given to the writer's assistant right. who um, understands the tone and the style of the show because they have been there helping all season. Right. Um, but since the script is a one-off and not part of the job contract, compensation follows the writer guild's minimums. Mm. So whether the job is a rare freelance assignment or in effect freelance to the assistant, mm-hmm. um, you should expect probably, and this was back in 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. uh, 39,000 for story and teleplay. And these are just approximate figures. Okay. That's not, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, make sure you're a member of the WGA, too. Yes. Yeah. Definitely make sure. That's a whole nother process. Another episode. Child. Another get episode. The darn <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is if you end up, you know, getting to write one of the one of the episodes as a assistant. So right. if something opens up, they'll give it to you. Right. But other than that, we can't tell you the exact salary that a writer's assistant would make because right. I'm sure that it very varies yeah um but let me see maybe she might have it in here nope she don't got it in here which okay. is meaning that yeah which meaning that it probably varies mm-hmm. but so yeah so you start off writer's pa and then you can move to an assistant and mm-hmm. then from there if you did the damn thing mm-hmm. you'll move to a staff writer right They'll invite you to become a staff writer, sometimes mm-hmm. called a baby writer. Mm-hmm. And there, and that is someone who's never been on a staff before. Because even if you're a writer's assistant, you're technically not a staff on staff. Right. They don't, you know, they don't qualify you as on staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot is at stake because you're up or out by the end of the season. Well, so let your expectations well, be to learn, grow, form relationships, and write every assignment exactly as needed so this is kind of where you're proving yourself a little bit more so don't be fucking around bitch yeah basically what she's trying to say Uh, (laughs) know the assignment is what she's understand the assignment okay okay (laughs) so if you're given one scene to tighten don't think you'll grease any wheels by restructuring the entire script Mm -mm. or rewriting scenes on both sides unless the boss says that it is okay Depending on the size of the staff during a season, you might be given one script to write, Mm -hmm. especially if a senior senior writer is available to supervise. Mm -hmm. That means a senior writer will advise you at every stage, but that person is also standing by to write the script if you can't. Mm. So basically they're like, here, bitch, write right this, but I'm going to still take it from your ass if you can't do it. And I'm going to be watching like a hawk while you do it as well. So Mm -hmm. that's really some baby ridership. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because she said no one has time. To wait while you figure it out. Oof. And if the staff is small and you're on top of your craft, you might even write two episodes that are credited to you. Mm-hmm. So if you are on your shit and you're doing the damn thing, they might give you throw you another episode to That's write. That's right. So staff writers receive regular salaries according to Writers Guild minimums. Mm-hmm. Um, a writer on a primetime network show is paid more than 4000 per week, which is 16000 
per month. Wow, that's that prime time money. But your contract might be limited to Mm. 10 weeks or less with an option to renew you for the rest of the season. Mm. Off network, some beginning salaries are much lower. And if you write a script, the fees will be credited against your salary. So you won't see any additional payments until you go to the next step. Well, all right. So... (laughs) (laughs) Got to pay your dues, I guess. Mm-hmm. If that is the route that you want to go. Yep. So after you pay your dues as a little uh, um, baby writer or whatever, mm-hmm. you move into story editor and then after that, an executive story editor. Right. So, um, yeah. So mm-hmm. as a writer advances in a series, his agent negotiates a new title every season. Mm. So a story editor is for people who are beyond staff writer, but how far beyond depends on the size of the staff and the showrunner style that's real so for example a story editor may be a virtual beginner mm-hmm. or one of several season writers on the mm-hmm. show yep. where everyone except the executive producer is a story editor or the puzzling title the executive story editor mm-hmm. may even indicate the head writer yeah so in any case story editor doesn't mean someone who sits and edits stories all day mm-hmm. like other rungs on the ladder it indicates a writer who does all stages of an episode from breaking stories through outlines through first drafts and rewrites yep. so generally a story editor would expect to write two original episodes in a season and might be asked to polish or re-dialogue scenes in other people's scripts right so if you're first trying to break in and your pitch meeting is scheduled with a story editor though See if you can change to someone higher. <laughs> Damn. James, she giving y'all Kept the it real, she real. Gave, she giving y'all the tea. Like, she said, don't meet with a no damn story editor, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the story editor usually doesn't have the power to hire anyone and worse, wouldn't have much personal incentive to make your pitch sound usable to the showrunner. Mm. So on the other hand, if the story editor is a buddy who recommends you, that might have some weight. Okay. So um, either way, it goes back to who you know, nigga. Yeah. So make sure you know, motherfuckers. Very true. Um, so story editors are salary employees on contract for a defined number of weeks, just like staff writers. Mm-hmm. They're paid more, though, between around 7000 and 9000 per week, mm-hmm. depending on the length of their contract. And that's boosted by payments for writing. Mm-hmm. So the minimums under freelancing apply to anyone above staff writers. So if you're receiving approximately 32000 a month as a salary, and you are also assigned an outline, which is a story for an episode at the same time, you might earn around 11000 on top of the salary well, for a total of something like 43000 for just a month. Well, that sounds good. Yep. <laughs> or my, Dang, my that's crazy. God. Some people make that in a year. So yeah. That is a blessing. For that is hormones, truly a okay? blessing. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. But she said, before you get carried away. With uh, trying to pay off your student loans, Child. you'll only see a fraction of it. Your agent takes 10%. Federal, state, and local taxes may add to 40% or Not more. she factoring the taxes for you. She really like, listen, <laughs> look here. You think you rich, ho? No. Because <laughs> Uncle Sam, he going to come he in and take his cut, okay? Back, okay? <laughs> Way Guilty. to keep it real, Pamela. Yes, girl. She so said are around three oh, percent, and you'll have other mandatory reductions. Wow, disability, social security, and so forth. And if you have an attorney, he's gonna take that. And if you also have a manager, though, you don't need both. At, really, you know, at that level, yeah, depending. really only need an agent. Yeah, um, they might, you know, take another fifteen. So basically, oh. drop your manager before you get to the. <laughs> 
Um, and all of that <laughs> comes out of the gross, which is off the top, okay. before you even see a dime. So you won't even see the original well, check. That what? goes to your agency. <laughs> and then they take out their share, and then they'll mail you an agency check. Wow. Um, off oh. the money. Mm-hmm. And then if the shows get canceled, then writers are frequently out of work for months at a time. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, as they used to say on a cop show, be careful out there. <laughs> so, ooh. She hit him with the take care. Pamela, take girl. care. <laughs> She kept it real, real with you. She said, listen, (laughs) let me give you the real, real, the for real, for real. She said, hit a real scene. All right. So moving on to producers, which would be after story editor title. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you're going to see a lot of people that have Mm -hmm. producer credits. They don't all do the same job. Some mm-hmm. are line producers. Right. Like we talked about the tech people mm-hmm. um, dealing with equipment, schedules, budgets, crew personnel. Others are writers who have risen to the producer title but have nothing to do with physical production. Mm. So their job is to write and rewrite, much like the story editor. And some are hybrids, mm-hmm. but mainly writers. Though they interact with production, especially casting and in creative sessions with the director and editor, and have a presence on the set. So typically producers mm-hmm. are invested in forming the season and are responsible for the quality of the episodes along with the showrunner. Right. So if an episode needs to shoot tomorrow and a script has last minute problems, no matter who wrote it, a producer may be the one up all night rewriting, though Ooh. the credit would likely remain with the original writer. Wow. So not taking screen credit is one of the courtesies that higher level staff members traditionally give lower staffers. Oh, that's fair. Because they, they got all the credit. So they're like, go ahead, girl. We, yeah. we good. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. nice. Uh, producers on a set are also expected to rewrite on the spot if a scene isn't working or mm. the director or actors have a problem with the speech or action. Ooh, so got sometimes, to be quick. Yep. So sometimes this involves staying out with the crew past midnight in the freezing rain. Offsetting the long hours is not only the satisfaction of having influence over the shape of the series, but frankly, good money. Hey. So producers normally are not salaried in the same way as story editors. They may have points. Mm. which is a partial ownership expressed as a percent of profits and producing fees for episodes that air. Okay. So this results in a bookkeeping auditing in which producers might work all summer without compensation to put a show on the air in the fall, but then pull in hefty sums each week that um, an episode airs. Well, so give and take, it sounds like. Yep. Give and take. Mm -hmm. So at this level, the studio may be looking at you to create an original series which is where you would go into a supervising producer, mm. um, which is still a writer. Mm-hmm. Some supervising producers actually run the writing staff or even virtually run the show, mm-hmm. while others spend the entire season writing and rewriting, rewriting episodes like everybody else. Mm. If you're breaking in, you're likely to pitch to someone with this title. Okay. Though your deal will need approval from the executive producer, this office usually has the power to give you an assignment and guide your script. All right, well. All right, so that is um, supervising producer, and then uh, <coughs> getting into the big hunt shows. The mm. Monty make hers. Okay, yes. Mm. 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 Showrunners, executive producers, co-executive producers. So executive producers come in all sizes, and it's not unusual for title promotions to create a glut at the top of a series that's been around for years. Most of these executive producers are simply writers. Mm-hmm. But two other categories share this title and you want to know who's who when you go to a show, especially if you're making a first contact. Yep. So some shows have two tracks at the very top. Mm-hmm. One is the executive producer in charge of physical production, which is, as we mentioned before, technology, crew schedules, location planning, construction, equipment, and so forth. Yeah. The other executive producer is a head writer in charge of content, mm. 
of the season, of mm-hmm. the episodes. Yep. So that means all artistic aspects of creating and executing the scripts, including directing, editing, and casting. Yep. These two people work as a team, a useful division of labor on some shows. And occasionally you'll, you'll also see an executive producer credit for a star mm-hmm. with the clout to be called the ultra grand exalted poobah. But don't <laughs> expect that ah! person in the writer's room. So okay. that's why a lot of the times when you do see yep. TVs and movies, you'll see one of the actors as an executive producer. Mm-hmm. But they don't really do much yeah. up in that thing. Mm-hmm. So among all the executive producers, only one is the showrunner. That's right. Often that's the person who created the series mm-hmm. from its original conception and yep. may have written the pilot. Though that's not always the case. Yeah. Um, and she said, if I could bless your early career, I'd say be part of a staff where the showrunner is a great writer because you'll want to honor that experience in your craft anywhere you work ever after. Wow. With all that competition. What she's, I heard the opposite. I was like, there, there's showrunners that can't write. They out here like oh, yeah. employed, employed and paid. Like, yeah, that that's what you call being a master finesser. Oh, child they and, in uh, every industry i'm like how dare you <laughs> and they are getting to the schmutney okay, that is so real going back to uh marty cook's book mm-hmm. how to uncover entry-level jobs so these are like your writer's pa and mm-hmm. your writer's assistant mm-hmm. um they can't be difficult yeah um, she says, not to scare you, but there are so many people standing in lines for these Ooh. positions which she is not lying about. Yep. Companies don't have to advertise them in newspapers mm-hmm. or on Indeed. We don't use newspapers right. anymore. Um, <laughs> Marty. <laughs> but studios <laughs> and networks will often post new positions on their websites. Yeah. So in addition, you should try to get on the UTA job list, which okay. regularly publishes a list of industry entry-level jobs. Mm-hmm. The trick is, you have to know someone to get on this list. So Boo. ask if you uh, have the chance to, in, mm-hmm. to get an internship, ask around, child. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. So an industry friend once gave her some great advice that led directly to her job at a show back then when she was starting. It was mid-May, and the networks had just announced their new fall schedules. Mm-hmm. And her friend told her to go through the trades or the LA Times and look for all the new shows that would be on the air in the fall, mm-hmm. which obviously now yep. you can find this on the internet. Yep. And new shows, he explained, need to hire entire production staff. Yep. So those are the places that you should target first because yep. you know there are going to be job openings. Mm-hmm. So um, the trays and online, Mm -hmm. not newspapers MO, Mm -hmm. will list both the production company and the network of the show. So Mm -hmm. once a show is green lighted, production offices are set up almost immediately. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is really call the main number of the studio or the network and ask for the show's production offices. Yep. And then you'll be put through. When they answer the phone, you can say something like, could you please tell me who hires that writer's assistant or who hires the production assistant? Mm-hmm. And then uh, whatever particular job you're looking for. And then um, if they let you know, then you can send your little resume over. Mm-hmm. So that is a little a little tidbit for yep. those who are looking. And then also networking. So yep. get on the Twitter. Strategy. Writers love to be on Twitter. I'm not on <clears throat> yes, Twitter. Yes, I agree. Twitter's one thing that screenwriters are on is on Twitter. Yeah. Because a lot of screenwriters are nerds. I'm a nerd too, but a lot of screenwriters are nerds and they'd yeah. be on there just talking. Mm-hmm. So that is a great way. There's different yeah. hashtags that you can use yeah. to um, to find stuff. Yeah. And that's a great way to find people whose DMs you want to slide into. Yeah. Uh, I think I did that once and the woman responded in that and she became yeah. a contact after that. Yeah. So if you find people that you, you know, um, 
want to talk to, slide in their DMs, invite them to coffee, pay Absolutely. for the coffee. <laughs> and then there you go. You have yeah. your contacts. Uh, one people that your people that you should be targeting are other writers assistants yeah. and writers PAs, because yeah. guess what? When they get promoted, somebody got to take their job. Right. right? Um, or if they know about another show coming out, right. You want to be the one that they're hitting up like each mm-hmm. got a job get for in you. There. So if you are just starting out and you want to get a writer's uh, PA job, writer's mm-hmm. assistant, target other writer's assistants or writer's PAs. Yeah, for sure. Um, some of them may be stank mm-hmm. because, you know, it is a competitive industry, but some of them may be nice. I yeah. don't know. Just try and keep nice. it moving. Yeah. I would yeah. be nice if someone to help because we live in abundance, y'all. There's enough for everyone. Yep. But not everyone understands that. Yep. Yep. But they'll learn one day. God going home with them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, don't be afraid to shoot your shots. Absolutely. Like I said, Twitter is probably, I would say, the best medium for writers. Yeah. Because they be on there. Yeah writing tweets all the time mm-hmm. also instagram but instagram can be a little different because some people just have they don't have any of their work on instagram so like some yeah. writers unless people, they're like influencers if they yeah. go through that route yeah unless they're like making trying to brand themselves yeah but a lot of writers their instagrams are like their personal instagram mm-hmm. so it may not be like a good idea to mm-hmm. try to like slide in their instagram dm but yeah. on twitter i've seen and heard that it's a lot better. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are ways to find those entry level jobs. Yeah. And if your if your vision is to be in a writers' room and to work your way up to a showrunner, mm-hmm. then that is the way you do it. And then we gave you the tips or the the tea yeah. on all the different steps that you'll have to take and what you'll be doing in those steps to get there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that Completely was. Agree. That was. Pretty much it. Shout out to go ahead and cap their books again. Yes. Marty Cook and my dog Pamela Douglas for these amazing books. Yeah. That um are super helpful for just anybody that are trying to learn about the TV industry. Yeah. Cause they give they give all the tea. Honestly. So um yeah. yeah, don't discount books. Books are still a good way to learn absolutely anything. Okay. Read a book. Yes. Read a month book. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so hopefully uh, y'all learn a little something, something from that. And Absolutely. then uh, we put the title and names of the books in the description. So if you forget or mm-hmm. don't feel like rewinding, you will see them there. Yeah. And I found them at Barnes & Nobles online. Yeah. So they're pretty much everywhere. Nice. Um, And then by now, since these are from like 2019, which is when I bought them, they probably will have updated versions yeah. at that. Yeah. So. Oh, and just a quick reminder, we have interviewed some people who've had these positions before. Yes, we've yeah. interviewed uh, Darnell Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, we've interviewed uh, Cody Ziegler. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple, there are people, well, go back on our feed, check out those um, those interviews because they talk about their own personal experience. And just like what um, Corey was saying earlier, like there's really, while there is a, a traditional step, you can find your way into the industry in many different ways. Yep. You know what I mean? I've I've heard of writers who were in the writer's room and didn't have an agent yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But because of their work, then they found an agent, right? So sometimes the, the path is very different. We know folks who uh, entered into fellowships, and that's how they got staffed, because of the networking that mm-hmm. they were through that way. We know of many people like Issa Rae, who, you know, after she went to school for everything, 
created a web series. It was a hit. Like there's so many different avenues and yeah. ways um, to do it and create your own show and create, be a showrunner and all those different ways. Again, a lot of people are probably going to be going through this route where they are a writer's assistant and, or writer's PA, all of that. But no matter which path you choose, if you're on the path, then it's all good, honestly. And exactly. the strategy, again, like these resources, knowing where, you know, wh- how it's staffed, understanding the structure, what, you know, people are expecting. Mm-hmm. It's important to know those things and to give yourself a leg up so that when you get to that spot, it's not just getting there, but it's being successful there. And, you know, having confidence yeah. in your writing ability to know that not only that you belong there, but that you can, you know, be an asset to the team. So, yeah. Great job, Corey. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Piggyback off of Judith. You still got to know what the hell is going on. Child. So if you're like a fuck the machine or fuck the man type of girl like me <laughs> who does not want to be bound by any studio or anything, you still Come need on. to know this stuff because it is super important. Like, because mm-hmm. um, like you said, Issa, she made her own shit, but she still, and she became a showrunner immediately after, mm-hmm. you know, getting um, mm-hmm. popularity yeah. oh, for her show. I believe her, her showrunner is Prentice. Prentice Pretty, but yeah. she, is she not the showrunner too? I don't know. Okay. She might be an executive producer. Okay, well, she's still yeah. pretty up there. She's very up there. Running she's the show. Creator. But <laughs> yeah. um, she may not have gone through all this stuff, but I'm sure she had to learn it when she got up okay. there. Okay, she broke because, in. you know, this is a little, a little system that they got going. But like I was saying before, you don't got to go through, like you don't have to want to be in a writer's room. Like that right. is not, people talk about that, but it's not the end all be all of being a writer. As long as you are writing and Having fun with it and creating right. work and art that you care about and moves people, 100%. that is what matters most to me. Mm-hmm. But for those who are interested in taking that route and learning more and working for studios and stuff, this is good information to have and 100%. to know about. 100%. All right. And that is the end of our main segment. Yes. We can go ahead and hop into our Niggas You Should Know segment, yes. which is our last segment, hey. highlighting some niggas that you should know. Truly. And I am starting with Dwayne Martin, which y'all should already know him. Yes. But um, y'all should already know my dog. But like we were talking about before, shout out to him for signing his deal with the Red Table Talk production hey. team Universe. Hey. Universe, um, come out. <laughs> so he is an actor. You've probably seen him in Out All Night, which was an NBC comedy series. That mm-hmm. was his first a TV appearance and it starred Miss Patty LaBelle child. Come on. Vivica A. Fox and Morris Chestnut. Come on. He was in the Boys to Men music video, I'll Make Love to You. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> History. <laughs> History. He was a cast member with Vivica A. Fox and John Cryer in the short-lived Fox sitcom Getting Personal. And he portrayed a TV reporter Robert James on All of Us, which mm. I had just started rewatching that like a couple months ago oh, on wow. Hulu. Mm-hmm. It was with um Lisa Ray, and it was created by Will and Jada Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was that little show with talking more so about like being a blended family and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he then guest starred on um his then wife, so Tisha Campbell Martin's uh sitcom Rita Rocks, mm-hmm. and on the Paul Reiser show. So he was also in White Man Can't Jump and Inkwell Above the Rim. He was in the seat filler filler with Kelly Rowland, which I remember watching that back in the day. Wow. And uh he was in the BT comedy The Real Husbands of How The Real Husbands of, of Hollywood. Hollywood. That shit was funny. It was hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. So funny. Hilarious. Oh. So crazy. Mm-hmm. And then he was also in the new edition story. 
portraying Lul Silas Jr. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember that. him being in there, but yeah. I am 100% sure he was doing his, his, his shit. Absolutely. And he was also in LA's Finest, which just got canceled after mm-hmm. two seasons. Oh, which yeah. Was that Bad Boys spinoff with Gabrielle Union and yes. Jessica Alba. He was yes. a main cast member in that. But it got canceled. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because, like I said, he just signed this deal. So he about to be making his own on shit. To the projects, and honey. I would say he is a well-known figure, you know, to black folks. Oh, yeah. Oh, in yeah. In the industry. I have seen him since I was a child. So um, y'all should know who he is. But just in case you didn't. Right. Y'all gonna know now. All right. All right. Look out for his stuff on the Red Table. Yeah, Red Table Talk Top Universe. Universe. <laughs> I love that. Quoted by saying that. What a What a brilliant mind um all right thank you for that um i'm going to let you guys know i'm reading this off of shadow and act but this is um um, a recognition my nigga you should know is suzanne douglas unfortunately she Mm -hmm. has passed on recently i believe uh by today of this recording i saw the news of it but um if you don't know her she's known for her roles in the parenthood and um she passed away at 64 um beautiful beautiful woman um, so the news first was reported and broke by Essence on Tuesday. Um, and after Douglas's cousin, Angie T took to Facebook to announce her passing. Um, they wrote, Suzanne Douglas, a beautiful and talented actress, made her transition today. Uh, she warmed mm-hmm. our hearts on movie screens and television sets all over the world. This beautiful soul was my cousin. Again, that was a quote from her cousin, mm-hmm. um, Angie T. Um, continues um beautiful but yeah so if you don't know her um her work first of all douglas was a chicago native and she earned her bachelor's degree from the illinois state university before earning her master's in music from manhattan school of music um her career covers a lot of movies and television um she had a role in the inkwell jason's lyric and how stella's how Stella got her groove back. Mm-hmm. Um, her role in tap earned her an NAACP image award in 1989 for outstanding supporting actress. Um, in 2015, Douglas played Sissy Houston in the lifetime biopic Whitney in 2019, Douglas starred in Ava DuVernay's when they see us on Netflix. She also made appearances on shows such as the Parkers, the Cosby show, the good wife and touched by an angel. So Suzanne Douglas, beautiful uh, gorgeous gorgeous woman she, um, was. she was amazing a great talent she will be missed and she is definitely someone you should know um definitely give her flowers and definitely like go back and look at some of the work that she was in and like really look at um her craft so yeah may she rest in power for sure yes oh show she mm-hmm. will be sorely missed okay. yes all right so that is the end of the show another episode Guys, another episode down yes. close and closer to our honey i know we still trying to figure out what we're gonna do but I just know, know we're gonna turn up okay <laughs> but a hundred episode and that's on who that's on mary had a little lamb mm-hmm. but also on period network hey. okay. that's <laughs> how we do so thank y'all for listening like i yes. said all the resources will be in the description mm-hmm. And uh, hope you guys learned something. Happy writing. Yes. Keep writing. Keep writing. Keep doing what it do. Yes. Um, like I said before, get the some merch. merch. Check get out the merch. website. Continue to engage. Yeah. Um, like you guys have been doing. Uh, we are so just happy for 
all the support that we continue to get from you guys. So yeah. And shout out to y'all. Yeah. Shout out to y'all. A quick sh- uh, shout out to a, a special love heartfelt goes to folks who are in Haiti. I'm half Haitian, but really there's a lot of stuff going on in that country. Mm-hmm. And recently have the news of the president being assassinated, like literally oh, last night. So it's a lot going on there. So hearts going out to all my Haitian brothers and sisters and all of us in the diaspora. Um, yeah. And just to reiterate what Corey was saying, like, uh, oh, one thing I forgot. I would love for y'all to tell me what y'all thought thought of Zola. Uh, I haven't seen that movie yet. Oh, I want to watch it. So hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, all the things like, was it worth it? Is it, what do y'all think? I would love to. Um, and maybe, maybe we'll do a review like, um, of it we'll get a chance to see it i don't know but we'll see i let me know i'm curious about what y'all think and uh yeah hit us up on all the things and that's the show bye bye